Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my beautiful people. We beautiful people. What's that? Gospel. Uh, never. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like. We can't sing that. Oh my song. god, I can't sing him. Let's do. Let's do. We are never ever ever getting back together. We. <laughs> anyway, it's not every day, Taylor. No. Okay, last no, no. week we did Taylor. This week we're gonna calm down. This week I'm wearing. We're not gonna talk Zahab. about Taylor once. Are you wearing Zahab? I'm wearing my Zahab today. I'm a baddie today. Wow. I'm ready to talk about baddie things. I really like this. This set of earrings. Do you like this? Yeah, they're coming coming soon. Oh, the nice. thing is, yeah, you know what it is. Zahab is an everyday jewelry. I'm trying to make it everyday. I know, but it's just the shape, so we're just. No, know. but this one's very different. It's I very like it. va voom. Like, mm, but it's nice. So. It's very nice with like the the outfit and the did that and the, do you know what I mean? No, I'm making it every day. You're so making it every day. Anyway, guys. But I like it. I like. Why it. are you hating on my dad for? You fucking bitch. How am I hating on your dad? Naya. I'm just trying to figure out if I Naya. like it or not. Naya, but how's your mother had there? Had dad and so she does. Anyway, guys. <sighs> okay. The week has been blissful. It's been a really good week. It's been a good week. I've watched a lot of shows. Colton hasn't watched anything, so I'm going to put her on. Here we go. Are we ready, guys? So before we do our Monday Madness, I'm just going to say, what did I watch this week? I watched two things. The first thing was Fair Play on Netflix. It's bloody amazing. Now let me set the scene for you guys. Are you listening? Pause what you're doing right now. You need if you're walking, stand still. <laughs> if you're sitting, lie down. Okay? I'm sat. Are you sat? I'm sat. Are you ready? Let's go. Now imagine you have a secret fling with a man in your workplace. You are on the same level. Okay? You're both analysts, right? You're having a secret fling. No one in your workplace knows. Mm. The policy is if you're dating, you will be fired. There's a policy on There's it. There's a policy on it. You Damn, work in finance. These Americans are crazy. You work in finance. It is cutthroat. And you want this job because you want to get to PM, which is program manager or portfolio manager. I don't know which which, but you know, we'll move past that. Okay. Now you and this man, you live in the same house. You're about to get married. He's proposed to you. The first scene is you and him making out crazy. You're in love. But when you get to work, you don't know each other. You go to work different ways. That is the scene. Now imagine a big promotion comes up. You hear a rumor, it's your man, but really the promotion goes to you, the female. Right? That's gonna mess him <laughs> up. He acts like he's happy for you. But he's burning. Inside he's dying. <laughs> he's dying for it, okay? No. And then madness happens, the man changes. He starts sabotaging her. The man, the man, the ego is too much. He's he's crumbling. He's resenting her. What? He can't celebrate his missus? He can't celebrate, he can't handle it. <laughs> he's demasculated, darling. <laughs> and little look how sweet she is. She's out here trying to support his ego, trying to find a way for him to get promoted. But little do we know, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit with legs and arms. Indeed. Anyway, the story gets even worse. He does a madness on her. She does a madness. The end is empowering. Okay, wait, wait. Pause, pause, <sighs> pause. Because I've not watched this film. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. But now I'm interested. Are you interested? I'm interested. I want to watch it tonight. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> right. My next piece of information, things that I've watched. This wasn't so great, but I'm really trying to not watch too much in this winter season. I want two seasons that are long, but I can just watch when I'm eating my food. You know what I mean. Like those meaty series that you do, you know, when you're doing your makeup. Frankie or, you know, and what's her name? Yeah, like, anyway. Grace I found and Frankie. Exactly, Friends. Friends. Friends was a usual one for me, but now, Friends, 
friends of college, friends to college. Fr- I've friends been, I've been college. doing like blackish, grownish, oldish, whatever it's called. You're really into that lifestyle, though. What lifestyle? It's a black family in America. What lifestyle friends. are you? What are you trying to say? Oh, the show that I'm talking about is Friends from College. I'll talk about mine. I'm I've so- seen Friends from College. It's amazing. Thank you very much. Season two, I'm really disappointed that they've cancelled this bloody show, but it's amazing. My se- my third thing is a Korean show called Flower of Evil. It's fucking good. It's about a serial killer. Mm. Excuse the French. Indeed, I'm excited. <laughs> you know me. I've got a foul mouth and I'm excited. <laughs> anyway, the final one is called Flower of Evil. It's about a woman who's a detective and her husband is an alleged serial killer. Madness is happening. I've just started, so a guan. But what I was saying about you, Colton, sorry about your ears, Colton is a very, oh, the way she's staring at me, it's giving evil eye. <sighs> Colton is, she's very, you're very high school, very friendly. But then I remembered, because Gronish is like that. Yeah, yeah. It's giving that well, vibe. But Blackish is, is different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blackish is like when they're all young and they're living in the house. It's a bit like the Simpsons. Like you're into it's a bit like the Proud family. Yes, family. Yes, yes, yes. But you're very much into like The Cleveland show. Yes. You're my into Cleveland Brown. And I am proud to say when I'm in my hometown with my new family. There's old friends and new friends and even a bear. Through good times and high times, it's true love we share. And then I found a place where everyone can know my happy mustache face. This is the Cleveland Show. Yeah. And that is what I watched. <laughs> Should we get on with our Monday Madness? Let's, Let's go. go. I've not, I've just, for the record, I've not watched nothing this week. I've just been on the phone. <sighs> <laughs> When our Patreon comes out, guys, it's gonna be lit. The The shit you guys are gonna know, like the the madness that happens behind the scenes, the shit that we won't be cutting out. The stuff that we get our editor to take out is remaining. It's remaining in the Patreon, so stay tuned. (laughs) Right, so I have been a lazy little girl, and I am so sorry to our beautiful listeners for the last two weeks. I have not done any Monday Madness, but also I wanted to give you guys a little break. But also it was my laziness, so I won't blame you. I'll take accountability, it was me mm. and Colton, because not just me. It's joint effort. It's joint effort. Joint enterprise, Vifante. Yeah. Right, so the question for Monday Madness is, mashallah. Allahumma barik. <laughs> <laughs> guys, you know this studio is a big, big fit now. <laughs> it really is. Me and Harda are constantly just, you know when your brain... Arms, 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 arms. You know what I mean? It's a big Whoa. fit. That's what I'm going to say. It's a big fit now. It's a big, big... MashaAllah. Well, anyway, I'm going to continue. <laughs> so, my thing is... <laughs> no, I'm... Lower the gaze dem. Okay, cool. Right, guys. So, we've got Monday Madness back and we're ready to go. So, this week I asked you, what's a red flag that you don't mind ignoring? A red flag that I don't mind ignoring. (laughs) (laughs) You said something to me recently. I probably did, but why can I not think right now? A red flag that I don't mind ignoring is just, you know how men just leave all their shit all over the floor? Oh, messiness. Messiness, yeah. Is that that a red flag though? That's a character trait. But this this is hard. A red flag that I don't mind ignoring. A personality defect. Yeah. That I don't mind. Ignoring. If he's lazy. <laughs> no, we're fucking fuck that. No way. I can't have a lazy man. No. What's a red flag that you don't mind ignoring? A red flag that I don't mind ignoring. So I need hygiene. I need je ne sais quoi. I need. Can I tell you mine? What? If he's possessive. <laughs> no way. Don't mind that. No, that's mad. I'm a little that. creep. To, to some extent, though. Possessive. Because you know down. what happens, Harder? This is what you need to understand about possessiveness, yeah? It starts off cute. I want him to ask me where the fuck I've been 10 minutes. It starts times. off cute and so then I'm not it much gets. Of a crazy bitch. And then it gets borderline like pathological. I'm joking, guys. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, you never know because I'm actually a bit toxic myself. So. Okay, so no, no, I got it, got it. A red flag. Yeah. Be honest with us and don't (laughs) sugarcoat it. What is a red flag that you don't mind ignoring? Uh, Okay, a red flag that I don't mind ignoring, yeah, is 
reveal. I can see your brain working, just tell us. <laughs> I like it when someone says, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so mad, yeah. But I like it when he's like, why are you wearing that? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Riles them up, and I, and I like and I like retaliating. Mm. Like, don't what do you mean? Don't it's police my body. My body. Mm. For secret hostel, I'm gonna Love that. And thank you for your honesty, Carlton. <laughs> now I will find out what the rest of you have said. Someone goes, not washing the dishes. Someone goes, picky eaters. I don't mind eating the tomatoes that they leave out of their burger. It's Someone not really goes, red flag though, is it? It's a really red flag. Someone goes, being a chatty patty and telling me all the tea. Love it. I love it. I love an oversharer. Mm -hmm. Someone goes, him being possessive. I agree mm. with you. Mm. Mm. But until you. it's pathological. Not on a you. Not like pathological obsessive. Not, not Joe Goldberg. Do you know what I mean? Like just, just a little balance, bit. Balance, bit balance. Like I need, I need you to know that you're going to protect me, that you're a little bit obsessed with me. Oh yeah. Right. Someone goes, him being a trillionaire, it'll be hard, but I can just, I can't try to ignore it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> didn't know being rich was a red flag. No, I didn't know that either. She goes, my now husband was 32 when we met and still living with his parents. That is a bit of a Cost of living, I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. No, but If he's got a future plan, why not? No, why no, not? no. Just, you can't be, it can't be bringing your wife into your mum's house. It's just, like, Some cultures on. do it. I, I know some cultures do it. I don't think she said, He's 32 years old. If it was an I age, don't if think it was like she a said she went old. to go live with him. She just said when we met, he was still living with his parents. It was oh, a two-hour commute. And he was 32 at the time. Is that all right? I don't know. That's all right. Well, I don't no, know. I, I, think, I, think, all right. I think a man in this golden age should have some independence. No, he shouldn't be 32 years old living with his mum. So sorry. Mm. If someone works too much, biting his toenails as long as it's not in front of me. That is a bit icky, though. Someone that bites their toenails. Yeah, that is a bit icky. Like, how do you bite your toenails? So you basically you grab your foot and Do you, you bite your toenails, Colton? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. But you <laughs> you grab your foot and then put it in your mouth. And like she how continues else, to how demonstrate. How else would you bite your toenails? <laughs> Someone that's always on the phone. Don't, I don't like that. If they're in your presence and they're on their phone, I don't like it. Someone goes, a red flag that I would ignore is someone that's emotionally unavailable. Oh, darling, he's oh, gonna he's gonna eat you never alive. But ignore emotion that red flag. He will eat you alive. I would bolt. I'll be out the door, man. Someone goes, a red flag I would ignore is hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> now, how much? To what level? <laughs> to what extent? Imagine your man plays football and then he just gets in the bed. Or he goes to the gym and he just thinks he can jump in. That's disgusting. Oh, that is the germs from the gym. That's yucky. Yeah, germs from the gym, they've also got Dry sweat on them. It's not nice. No, there's what is like a hygiene. What if someone showers two times a week? What if they haven't changed the bed sheets in six months? Oh, what if they expect you to change the bed sheets? Do you know what I really don't like? I don't like people that don't take initiative. I don't like people that don't clean toilets. I like a clean toilet. Me too. Clean after yourself. Mm. Someone goes, if he talks a lot. Yeah, I would ignore that as well. Someone goes, a first wife, if his bank account spells out the right numbers. So she's happy being the second. Please, if he's got enough, enough equity. money, enough equity, money. which I would agree <coughs> to some extent, not when I'm young, but if I'm in my 50s and I'm not married and I meet the love of my life and he's already got a wife, why not? And he wants to look after us both. Why not? Why not, darling? Get your hello. Life. Get your life. Hey, love. Someone goes, bad guys. Elaborate. It just said bad guys. And then finally, someone goes, if the D is good enough, any. I'm sorry, that's that's redundant. That's just the makings of just like a rubbish person. You know what, I, it's, it's difficult for me to talk about because Muslims don't have regular sex. I know, not regular sex. Muslims don't have sex outside of marriage. No, but even within a marriage, I just don't think you should place too much emphasis on that. No, but if the D is good. What, you're gonna overlook everything? Sometimes some people would. If he's meeting your needs, emotionally and physically. Okay. I think he would. Financially? If he's meeting all your needs. <laughs> <laughs> plus the physical needs. Plus need. the physical needs. Then that's the win-win. 
Now, I'm just saying, <laughs> that's a bloody win-win. But what red flags would you ignore? <laughs> I would ignore if he's rich, if he's really, really rich, and I'm able to just live my own life with his money, I would ignore absolutely everything. a lot of things. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Be honest, yeah. Let's say you're not a young woman. Let's say you're in your 40s. Guys, I'm being utterly toxic right now. Now, I don't need you to judge me. This is just us two being stupid on podcast mics, okay? I spurped, sorry. <clears throat> go on, go okay, on. Okay, I don't need you to, but it's just me vocalizing. Now, is there something wrong with me? Because sometimes when I'm at the bus stop, I think about this stuff. If I met a man in my late 40s, and let's say I broke up with my current husband and my kids are big and, you know, I'm living an okay life and I meet this man and he, you know, sweeps me off my feet, we get married and then he says, listen, I want to get a third and fourth wife. And he was rich, rich. That would not affect me. I would be okay with that. Yeah, but that's because you're going into a second marriage. You've had your kids already. Yeah. You're going in for a bit of freedom. Yeah. Based off his money. A bit else. of freedom and I get a mahram and I get money. Yeah, you could go hajj if you wanted if to. If I go, yep. And he's giving me my own house, my own accessibility. I don't I've think there's anything wrong card. with that. I think that's Why okay. Why do you think that's toxic? Some people want, some people think marriage is for companionship and love. Do you know what the idea of monogamous relationships is not? The idea of monogamous relationships is very a rose tinted glasses thing. And sometimes not a lot of people get married for love. Yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's like a great thing. Monogamous relationships, wow, I want that. But also sometimes it's not, it's not that simple. No, and some people get married for different things. For different reasons. Now we need to go back to the origin of back in the day when people used to get married to their, you know. It was for the status, it was for money, it was for, do you know what I mean? A man to look after you. Exactly. So I'm just saying. Love was not the primary. It's not not all the time. Love. Love is a very Western ideology. No, I think love existed, but I feel like. It's a Western thing. Let's be real, it's not an Eastern thing. No. What, you think Eastern culture, they didn't love each other? No. At all? No. No, I don't believe that. It's a Western thing. The prophet loved his wives. Okay, the prophet loved them. Yes, 100%. But they are examples of the best of mankind. Exactly. They're in a separate category. I called those categories supermen. Do you get it? They're supermen. I'm talking about the rest of society. I think the ideology of love is emphasized a lot more in the West than the East. I'm not saying all Eastern men do not like their wives. (laughs) I'm just saying... It's emphasized more. Not the emphasis. I would say, generally speaking, it's more of a Western thing. To to be in love. Okay, I get you. Like just from imagery, what you see on the TV, what's portrayed in films, romantic comedies, Valentine's Day, all of this is just, it's a Western thing. Whereas in Eastern cultures, getting married was more about- The economy. The economy, yeah. the having babies. Yes. Love was an afterthought. Status. Yeah, love was more of an afterthought. It developed, I'm not saying it didn't develop mm. among some people, but mm. it wasn't the driving force. Mm. Do you know what I mean, hun? But now, in this day and age where marriage isn't for status, and money and all those things. It's Sometimes it can be, but not all the time. Mm. I think love is the driving force. 100%. Although for some people and some families, it's still got that equity of, you know, we need to get married to this level of family and this, mm. this, this mm. and this. But yeah, that's me, that's my two pence. I will definitely do that. And it's not a problem for me. There's countless reasons why people get married, countless. Stability right? is the main one. Especially for people that don't. For the gal done mostly. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, Sam. You know what I found really funny? Someone someone said a Twitter tweet where they were like, when you're in your hijabi phase, in your bint phase, in your jilbab phase, in your religious phase, you'll basically be very quick to jump off it the moment you start booking a ticket to go somewhere. And that really made me laugh because I was like, that's so rude, but that's so true. Oh, I don't get it. As in like, You'll be religious. But as soon as you book some travel. But, but as soon as like you think about traveling, travel. oh, you'll completely, you'll jump off, which I don't think is true. I don't think but it's I true get, either. But I think the idea, I get the idea of what they're talking about, as in like you always, you leave the element of having a mahram, the fact that you need a mahram to travel out of you being religious. 
But anyway, we shall move out. Was it a man who wrote that to you? No, it was actually a woman. Really? Yeah. Why was she bloody... Why if not why is she like not because she feels sad though? Because it's the truth, but it was funny. Like it's 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 sh- uh, it's showing that we pick and choose. But it's not just us, because men do that as well. Well, I human think everyone beings. does. They pick and well, choose human what, beings, man. what they want from yeah, the religion. Like just can't everyone does that. Anyway, before we start the show, guys. Some people do it in a proper scumbag way though. That's very valid, that's true. Also, if you see me doing something wrong, can you just tell me one to one? Please don't shame me online, thank you. <laughs> I just want to say that <laughs> out here. Anyway, guys, before we start the show, we just want to say <sighs> we are praying for the people of Palestine, for the hardship that they're going through. May Allah ease their pain and may ease the pain of all the people that are going through hardship in the world. And we're making dua for those who are oppressed to be taken out of those situations. Amen. Amen. Right, let's start the show. How to win wife back. Oh we've got both our scenarios this week. I love stories. This isn't a love story. Mine's a love story. Oh, this is a trifling man. I don't like him. But you know what? Let's just read it and let the audience decide. <sighs> Go. Salam all. I'm not sure how to put this into words as I'm not very good at them, but I would like some insight into how I can win my wife back. Sorry if this is rambling. We're both in our late 20s, we both work, both practicing and pray, study the Dean together and have been married for 18 months. We had a semi-arranged marriage where we were introduced but got to know each other before after the Nikah and before Walima. Wait, what? So they were dating before? We were introduced but got to know each other before... So they were dating before the Nikah? They said, but he said before after Nikah and before Walima, before after Nikah. I don't know if he's trying to say before or after. Which one are you trying to say, homeboy? I think he's saying before the nikah. And then before Walima. Before the nikah. Okay, so, right, let's read that again. We had a semi. We had a semi. (laughs) 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 We had a semi-arranged marriage where we were introduced but got to know each other before the nikah and before the Walima. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Worth noting, my wife is in her first trimester of pregnancy. Oh, I can't deal. Wait, can you wait? <laughs> it just upsets me. I was emotionally unavailable at the start of our marriage. Before the Walima, we spoke and saw each other regularly and I think I was quite affectionate and communicative. Communicative. My wife has said this, but she feels like I switched after we moved in together. In hindsight, I can see how I did do this. Oh, self-aware. I <laughs> never, <laughs> I'd never been in a relationship Neither has she, but she's naturally very affectionate and comes from a very affectionate family. So I just didn't know how to be attentive. I don't know why I stopped being affectionate. And she initiated any and all intimacy, emotional and physical for the first eight to nine months of our marriage. She would physically lift my arm and put it around her when we watched a movie. She always left love notes and cheesy jokes around for me. She would plan all our dates and activities. She'd always be there for me and try to build a connection and show slash tell me how much she loves me. We split housework so this isn't a factor in this. I don't know what was wrong with me but I never reciprocated the love properly. She initiated conversations about love languages and attachment styles, but I never absorbed these things. Can I just pause you for a second? Was this arranged? Uh, semi-arranged. Okay. I'm ashamed to say, I think part of it was I didn't want to become wit. Things my siblings have said played on my mind. And so I kept a distance that I regret. I even made the mistake of once joking and telling her that I'd never be whipped. What a little loser. It's very ego-based, isn't it? It's very year 11. It's very like... <laughs> it's, very year it's very icky. It's very GCSE, I don't want to be whipped. My wife. My wife. Your whole wife. <laughs> Who else are you going to be whipped with? I think I ruined our honeymoon. I honestly don't know why I was such a party pooper. We had some nice days, but my wife recently revealed that our honeymoon is a painful memory of what she feels was me tolerating alone time with her. I just wanted to stay in the room and watch Netflix or nap while she wanted to enjoy the views and spend time together. It's embarrassing just typing this. 
Throughout the first eight to nine months of our marriage, she tried to communicate how she was feeling, but I got defensive. I told her to appreciate that I was trying, that I provide for her. I know this was bad, especially since she covers her personal expenses, and that I don't expect anything from her in ways other men typically do. I can cook, clean, and take care of myself. She used to get teary and would ask me why I married her, and she would question if I found her attractive because I never complimented her or questioned loved her he's a psychopath i did and do but i stupidly called her insecure once knowing she used to have an eating disorder and she has never forgotten that what an evil little man <laughs> terrible isn't it no but honestly he can't even say that he doesn't know what the hell he's doing because he's very much self-aware yeah yeah he knows exactly what he's doing Right, we would have the same conversations where she felt I was cold and distant and she felt like she was the only one trying to make this marriage fulfilling every few weeks and we would resolve it immediately. For example, we would have the same conversation where she felt I was cold and distant and she felt like she was the only one trying to make this marriage fulfilling every few weeks and we would resolve it immediately. For example, we would both apologize for any wrongdoing and move on. However, I know I didn't change and so nothing was actually resolved. I felt like she was too emotional and asking too much from me. I also once said marriage is too much effort. And when she asked if I regretted marrying her, I said I regretted. Don't. Don't you say it. I said I regretted getting married full stop. Imagine saying that to your wife. That's actually wild. So what is he trying to say? How do I get my wife back now? Yeah, yeah, wait, wait, wait. It goes on. She took it as I regretted marrying her and I can't take back what I said. I thought providing and being fair with her was enough. One of the kickers was she felt like I had wandering eyes and this would make me angry as I felt she was attacking my character and Dean, so she stopped bringing it up. I feel like in the last six to seven months, I have grown. My wife has been an excellent teacher and has taught me how to be a better spouse and a better son slash brother through just her actions alone. I'm more open, communicative and affectionate now. We had the good and surprising news that we're having a baby a few months ago, alhamdulillah, and I know she's going to be great as she is natural with children. However, before we found out about the baby, I noticed my wife was less enthusiastic about everything. She used to always smile. I love her smile and laugh. And she was playful and super affectionate. She was open and would express herself well. But in the last six months, she's been slowly pulling away. She's less smiley. She, inis she initiates things less. She doesn't plan activities for us anymore. She looks sad a lot. We spoke about this recently and she admitted she feels like she's on the verge of emotionally checking out of our marriage, if not already checked out. She said she will always keep trying, but hearing that broke me. I told her this and she said I broke her a long time ago. I knew I wasn't great, but I didn't realize how much of an impact it had on her. She said she was exhausted from carrying the weight of our marriage. She said she regrets ever begging me for attention, affection and love. She said she's ashamed of how desperately she behaved. She would try to plan romantic nights for us and I would turn her down or be less enthusiastic than she expected. She felt like her confidence plummeted after our marriage and that she lost her self-esteem and self-respect. She said she used to cry herself to sleep. I remember this and I don't know why I didn't do more to console her because she always felt like she was never enough for me. She said she doesn't want to plan anything for us anymore because she felt like she was forcing me to spend time with her or that I didn't enjoy it. She doesn't feel like she can rely on me or trust me. She never shared anything with her family or friends. So she said her heart was always heavy with the burden of feeling unwanted, her, her exact words. She said she blames herself for not being too emotional. I love that she's emotional and I don't want her to change. It was devastating hearing this. I apologize profusely and I promise I will change. Um, no, is what is going on? I don't know, it's bad like slamming doors. Every day I try to be better than the last. I always shower her with kisses and hugs now. I tell her I love her throughout the day. I take care of her as she's having a rough first trimester, but I still feel like she's not the same person she was. Cause you broke her, you evil little man. 
She says she wants to feel like herself again and she misses her old self. She said this before she got pregnant, so I don't think it's to do with the pregnancy. And when I see her with her family and friends, I get a glimpse of that bright, sunny person she was. But with me, she's not quite the same anymore. She always reciprocates affection, but rarely initiates it anymore. She doesn't believe me when I compliment her. When she looks me in the eye, she tries to give me a smile. All I see is sadness and I don't know what else to do to change that. Sometimes I feel like I accidentally trapped her with this baby. I told her this and she said to never say or think that again as our baby is a blessing. Please can married brothers and sisters share any thoughts about how we can overcome this? I know counselling will be the number one suggestion and I will bring this up with my wife but would like other ideas about things that I can do personally to make things better. Number one, you're an arsehole. Number two, you're an arsehole. And number three, you're an arsehole. You messed it up. He messed it up in the crucial not messing like, up stages. Even if you're not whipped, even if you don't want to be whipped, even if you don't want to be married, you don't treat someone like that. That's very horrible. But you know what's really sad is the fact that he literally messed it up in like the best part of yeah. the marriage. Like the honeymoon phase, he's ruined it for her now. She's always going to remember what an arsehole you were, even how ma- no matter how much you can come back from this. But let's be positive, because mm. the man has is self-aware, he's trying to fix it, and people make mistakes, even if they're arseholes. So let's find a solution. All right, so in my opinion, if someone did this to me, right, but like, they were saying sorry and they were trying hard yeah. to fix it. Yeah. I get it, you need to do counselling, which always works, can I just say. You need therapy for yourself and also couples therapy. But he needs to grovel, he needs to graft. Now when I say I love books where men grovel, it's like my best thing. Like you, And groveling doesn't mean, oh my God, I want you back, please. It's when you're groveling with your actions, the things that you're doing, the way that you're showing her that you love her. You need to cancel out everything that you did before and replace it with something positive. Mm-hmm. You need to be showering her with compliments, taking her on a second honeymoon. He needs to treat her how she used to treat him. Exactly, and he needs to work it, work it, work it. And it's not gonna be a case where she's gonna just It's one week and it's done. Yeah, it's got got to be be continuous. The woman is, she's shut down. She's shut down and you've got to, you've got to, you need to bring her her back to life again and in order for in order for him to do that like he needs to graft 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 i don't think he deserves that i don't think he deserves that either but they do have a child now and it's very i reckon if she wasn't pregnant she would have left him i would if she wasn't pregnant i would have encouraged her to leave i'm not gonna lie he doesn't deserve her he's an asshole who does that It's it's proper nasty behavior very horrible behavior and the worst thing that's even worse you weren't even doing it you knew exactly what you were doing you knew what you were doing but can someone come over this could you forgive someone for this but you know what he keeps saying things like i don't know why i did it yes you do know why you did it it. (laughs) he used to listen to her cry in the bed next to him all the please i can't with i just i can't i cannot for the life of me bring myself to give him the advice to do better like he's an no, asshole but relationships an are asshole we have to be Ugh. we have to be neutral in this can i just say why because he's the evil one is the one that's asked us for advice yeah do you understand yeah. and also human beings are very complicated i get it it's very easy to just say good and bad and ugly and and, and pretty and whatever but it's like there's so many people that are fucking evil, but sometimes they're good. So you can, it's like you can see very viscerally how you've made this woman emotionally unsafe. You can just see it in her actions. But you. also, what he can, what I can also see is a person that's recognizing what they did was very heinous about it. He's reflecting. He's apologized, and he wants to move on and 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 carry on with his life mm-hmm. and say sorry to her and bring her back. Now, what we're trying to say is, can he do it? I think he can if he never ever does that again, and he also grovels. You know the 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 thing about like learning from your mistakes is that they aren't repeated. Exactly. If he can categorically say that from this point onwards, I will never do those things again. And I'm gonna change as a man and work towards being a better human to my wife. And he actually you does know the it. Words, like, you, know, you know, hearing the words, I'm gonna change as a man, just like straight away in my brain, I'm thinking he's not gonna change. 
Do you know what I mean? It just no, it just, but that's it, our it, own <laughs> insecurities. It just sends a little, you know, the, it just sends a little shockwave in my brain saying he's not going to change. He's not going to change. But again, change is subjective. It can, it, it comes from the person. Like I can never, she can never change him. Only he can change himself. Yes, whether he's if he and has he's the, willing to do the work now, but like the work isn't after one week. I'll go back to you my go old back ways. to you go back to your old ways or after one week you stop groveling and doing the things that you're doing you need to show up for this woman especially while she's pregnant especially after that baby's born and forever and ever and ever ever ever, ever. you have to earn her trust back you dipshit i hate him i hate him too. i'm so angry at him but also i feel like people certain people set boundaries for themselves and i genuinely think he can get her back he can get her back and they can have a good life. I'm not gonna lie. If I was her, if I was gonna give him a chance and if I was her, I like, if he did something similar to me again, I wouldn't take him back because it shows. Like she's that's already very calculated. She's already traumatized. The poor woman feels unsafe around him. She can't even smile on his face. It looks like a fake little sad smile. But that can be resolved. I'm telling you, if that, you have to think, if put yourself in this woman's shoes, yeah? If that man came to you every single day and said, you know what, I'm putting my best foot forward, I made a mistake, I'm trying to change, and this is what I'm doing. And he physically, with actions, with words, with affirmations, with love languages, he's shown you everything. This is what I'm doing to change. This is my plan. I want life with you. I'm really sorry. I'm never going to do that again. And if I do, I understand that your boundaries, you're never going to be with me. And he, and he does those things. Come on. Would you not accept him back? Be honest. Me, me. You, if you put yourself in that position of that woman right now. And he said those things to you. So he treated me that way. I've seen this ugly side to him. Yeah. In the first eight to nine months of my marriage, yeah. Yeah. And he said to and you. And then he's groveling. How long is he groveling for? A year. More than a year. But he's saying to you, listen. I am willing to change. This is what, this is the way I'm talking. This is what I'm doing to change. This is the actions. This is my goals. No, this is how I'm gonna make your back. life better. I wouldn't take him back. Never. No. Even if he physically showed you he's changed. I'm not sticking around for a year to, to wait to see if he's gonna change. This is how you have to see it, Hodor. This man married this woman. He brought her into a no, house. No, but I'm not saying that, that the change happens in a year. I'm saying he's he's changed from now. Yeah, and no, he's showing I don't you. believe it. You know, I'll tell you why I don't believe it. Because they're not like old school. Do you know what I mean? It's not a case where they've grown, they understand each other, and then he can start taking the piss a little bit. Do you know what I mean? You know, if it was a case where it, you were like three, why would that be three, different? four, five, six years into the marriage, I can take a little bit of, do you know what I mean? Because I already know the basic foundation of who you are. You're a good man in your core. The man has married the woman who's brought her into the house in the most crucial stages of the marriage. When you're both new to each other, you've chosen to behave this way. You've chosen to be the, quite the opposite of what she was expecting. Quite the opposite of just what any man, how, how any man is supposed to behave in a relationship altogether. Do you know what I mean? That's what I So don't I'm like. saying. So no, I'm not gonna give him like, so why? So if you, why? but pause. Cause she's in love or she was to begin with. And she saw something in this person, uh, whether it was arranged or not, they agreed to get uh, my One of my stance is, if you weren't pregnant, leave. But she's pregnant now. She's got to make that decision for herself. But if she wasn't pregnant, I would have told her, leave and find someone better. Really? 100%. And you'd never give him a chance? Maybe one chance in- I'm what, saying one maybe, chance. Maybe like one chance in the marriage, but if he Fs up again, which I which know- Which I agree. He probably will mess up again. Why do you know that though? Because they always do. These men are just disappointing. They're trifling. They're trifling. <laughs> I but just you know think what? people I are different. This is what I don't like. I just you can't group everyone together. It's not that I'm grouping everyone together, Holder. It's like when you marry a person and you're bringing them into your life. You need to understand, Holder, marriage is a madness because a lot of that, these men have bare rights over you and you have bare rights over them. Do you know what okay. I mean? But the rights that they have over you is more. Now, like... She's probably in a situation where she's thinking, right, I can't be doing, like, I can't be swearing at him. I can't act how I would usually act if I lash Technically, out. Technically, your rights over him are more. 
No, so I think he, he has, he's got more rights over you. He's a maintainer, protector, all of that. That's a lot. Anyway, yeah, listen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His rights over you. The fact yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. The rights that he has over her is more. Yeah, okay. Do you get it? So, like, she like she can't even behave how she would usually behave if someone was disrespecting her, like, in her family or something. You just tell that person, F off, you're a this, you're a that. She's, she's probably biting her tongue bears. Like, imagine biting your tongue. In your own home, someone's brought you into the house, you're new there and you, you have to sit there and bite your tongue. Okay, that's all valid, yeah, but... She's sitting there confused, she has no idea why this man is suddenly just I, not the person who she thought he was. And I get that, that's all valid, but I'm saying He's taking you, her arm off her while they're watching a film together whilst cuddling. She's crying in the bed next to him and he's not saying nothing. I'm not, I'm not demonising all of that, I'm saying that's all happened. And he sat in front of her now. He's the one that's wrote this email. And he said... No, he knows he's got responsibilities now. That's no, what I is. get it, though. He, she's pregnant. He's got responsibilities. Just let me speak for a that's second. That's why no, he wants you're... to work on it. That's why he wants to grovel. Mm, but it doesn't matter, though. That is a good thing. Yeah. He's got a responsibility. Now, I get... You might not be happy about the situation and what he's done and how he's treated her, which is valid. But what I'm trying to say to you, and you've admitted yourself that you would, what I'm trying to say to her is... If this is the first time that this situation's ever happened and he's recognised that what he's did was wrong and he's saying, this is what I'm doing to fix myself and work on myself as a human to better myself for you. You yourself said you would at least give him one chance to show that. And obviously if he did it again, like I said, I wouldn't go back because I would tell her, set that boundary. But she's definitely hurt. That is not something that we're negating. She's definitely hurt. But marriage is hard like you said it's difficult obviously people have really great foundations and I, then they fuck up i get it and some people have really shitty starts and then things can improve if you love this person and you grew to love them like you're gonna give them a chance that's all i'm saying if it was an arranged marriage and you and you didn't know them cool i get it so he's staying for the baby he's not staying for her I don't think so. I think even all the stuff he said, I'm not gonna lie, this man is bad because he knew what he was doing and he vocalized it. And I'm telling you, a lot of men know exactly what they're doing when they do it. They know the reason why. Most of them, when they argue with us or they say no, they're like, no, I don't know. Or I just they can't know, think okay, about but it. They know. But they know. they know. And what's crazy is that he's actually admitted everything he did to her, he knew. He was, he was, he was there, he was conscious. He was, making, he, was he was making the choices all because he didn't want to be whipped, which is a dumb effing reason. But my point here is... But it just shows the maturity level of the person you married. He cannot... He's not, he's not capable. He's not capable of, ha of being in a relationship like that. Go back to the streets. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. But because you're afraid change. of being whipped. He's a child, definitely. And I think he needs to work on that. That's, that's why he needs therapy on he's his own. He's afraid of being whipped. By his wife. Can we just deep like? Can we just deep I know it's very second? childish. It's given year eleven. It's given year nine on the playground. Like I'm not with fam. Like, don't even chat to me like that. But I also think marriage is very complicated. It's not, it's not linear. It's not the same for everyone. There's no little curveballs like, that life chucks at it's you. It's crazy, guys. Like two people being brought together to create life. And on and you're not gonna be in love all the time. You're not gonna be happy all the time. You're not gonna see eye to eye all the time. I think people know after, let's say, a good period of time, you know if you wanna stay or you don't. I'm not gonna lie, majority probably stay for the kids. I'll be honest. I'll be bloody honest. If you don't have children, it is much easier for you to walk away. And do you know what I, do you know what, I tell you what men need to be doing in the first few stages of marriage? How you're treating that girl in the first few stages of the talking stage, you need to be doing more than that in, when she moves in with you. You need to be doing more than that. You know how they're all performative and they just do up like mm. sunshine, lollipops and rainbows in the beginning of the talking stage. You need to be doing that and more. You're bringing someone away from their comfort zone, away from their family, away from everything they've known into a new environment where she's starting fresh. She don't know where the local bus stop is. She don't know how to get to work from your house. Do you know what I mean? But also it's the relationships. It's the way we grew up in our households as well. Raising my sons, like I'm gonna make it normal. When you get married, you're gonna have so much fun. You're gonna love your wife. Like you need to make, like, I'm not gonna lie, growing up, who spoke to me about marriage? Did anyone speak to you about marriage? Or how to, or how no. to be married, or what no. being married is like, or the difficulties of marriage. I got married, yeah, at 23 years old. 
I was, for the whole year of me getting married, I don't know where the fuck my brain was. I was just once, because suck that, I was just walking on this earth. I don't know what choices I was making. In my head, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get married. What does married mean? What does it even mean? I remember waking up one day and like, <laughs> my husband going to me, all right, let's go make some food. And I'm like, go make your own food. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> like, I did not know. At 23, do you think I knew about his rights and my rights? You're just shaking off like, because you've been independent for so long. Yeah, like. You're like trying to like wean your way off like being independent and trying to do this like sharing thing. Like, do you think it's I hard. knew whose rights are who? It's actually hard. Like, do you think even I, I knew anything? No, What's the not. But the point is like, like, I was in love. I was in love and I was just jumping up and down. Like I was just enjoying life. We were just going out on dates and stuff. I just but thought that was the, normal. But that's just the expectation that people have. They think they're going into a household with someone that they love. Now, when the guy starts acting like this. Well, you start getting the ick. You start getting the ick. And your Lord, and, and, and your expectations fall to the floor. Fall to the floor, and you're like, what? The and hell then am it's I a in? shock for you. Like, what is like, this? Is this my life now? Like, like, why does this person make me sick? But then other times it goes away, and then mm. you love them again. Mm. But no one prepares you for that. And in this situation, I think they've had a very disgusting start. He's an arsehole for what he did. But I think if he's willing to change and he does the work and he grasps, grasps, I think he can get her back. But also I do think there's an element of staying because he's got a kid now. 100%. I think that element outweighs all the other elements. I don't think so, but I you know, think we'll agree so. to disagree, Calhoun. Right, should we have a happy story? Yeah, let's lighten the mood a little bit. When I got this story, I read it in my bed in the middle of the night and I actually cried. And this woman, if we ever in our lives do a world tour and we go to Australia, because we bloody will, Mm. I hope you'll sit in front row because I want to give you a hug. Are you ready, Carlton Fadar? The US has deployed the largest warship in the world to assist Israel. <sighs> Can we just have this conversation? It's honestly triggering me. It's actually it's pissing, it's me, actually off. pissing me off as well. I just want to say to the people of Palestine, Allah, may Allah, may Allah, Allah aid, you. aid you. Your time will come. Your time will come. And, and you know what, yeah? Just remember the hadith where the trees are gonna snitch and the rock's gonna snitch. That's all indeed. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. In the last hour, the trees are gonna snitch and the, the rocks are gonna snitch because and there's certain these, ops man. behind the tree. <laughs> but also these, I'm just saying, these lot are going genital for those, man. Well, I, they're how just not, How can Jannah? they not? They're Ahlul Jannah if they're going through this much oppression. Subhanallah. Now why am I calling the chat? Anyway, go. Right guys, I'm gonna start the story. Okay, oh. one, two, three. Salam. No, honestly, that's actually riled me up. And the, Do you know, the double I've been, I've been standards. feeling very sick. I feel angry the whole I feel, night. I'm I just furious. look at updates because I'm like, surely this cannot be. The double standards it's of the, the reporting. It's the misrepresentation. It's just mad, like. And you know what's actually crazy? Recently, this is the first time in Western media I've actually seen journalists from, like ambassadors, journalists from Palestine actually being allowed to speak up. NBC, uh, today was like MBN, MNBC, CNN yeah. had a really good person speak. BBC had someone really good speak. And I'm just like, I'm really happy that's happening, but I really hope it makes a change. Cause it's just, it's shocking, man. The double standards. I'm furious. The double standards. I'm actually furious. Like, how is Russia and Ukraine different to Palestine and thingy? It don't make like, sense. It, it, it and and it, Ukraine has more weapons than Palestine. I just, just want to deep that. None of it makes sense. It's just hard. It's literally propaganda. Like, it's, it's, it's just so propaganda. sad. How is South African apartheid? One MP goes, there is no occupation. I'm not even going to name names. They said there's no occupation of that Palestine. That is a madness. That's a madness. The UN International Amnesty has said that there is an apartheid in Palestine. The biased within the media is actually crazy. And you know what? People are speaking up, especially on TikTok. I just think the premise is that Palestinians, if we look at the context behind everything that they've gone through in the last 70 years, and you're trying to tell me these people don't have the right to resist madness that's happening to them, left, right and center, provocation, destruction, food shortages, 
blockade. Electricity being provided to you for five to seven hours. Are you really trying to tell me these men aren't going to get pissed off and do a little... Do you know what I mean? They can't leave Gaza. People on the West Bank can't even go on certain roads. They're rationed for everything they do. No human being. There's people born in Gaza. If I was disrespected like that, if someone said to me, this house is mine. Leave. You have to leave. Leave. Get out. On the West Bank, it's or I'm crazy. Get, or you're going to jail. Or every time you celebrate... I would, I would be fuming. Every time you celebrate a holy month of Ramadan, you're getting stamped on. No. In your holy space. In your holy space. And it's not just the Muslims. The Christians are getting violated too. They're all getting violated. Everyone in that West Bank is getting violated, whether you're Muslim, Christian or Jew. It's actually crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. I genuinely feel like when all of that is happening to you, you have the right to say no, I'm not having it. You know what else really, really riles me up? How celebrities take stands. They're taking st a stand against people who have a legitimate claim to their land. It makes nothing no makes sense. sense. It nothing makes no makes sense. sense. They have a legitimate claim. And I, if I was them, I would literally understand why is this happening? Why would a power, why would a nuclear country, yeah? Because they're a nuclear power. Israel, mm. right? Mm. Why why would a small minute ch country that has no weapons be willing to provoke them? Why would they provoke a nuclear so, country? So listen to this, yeah. Like it does not make sense. Basically, the tea is Israel's trying to do up buddy buddy with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? Now, Saudi Arabia's umming and ahhing about said buddy buddy, although recently it has established trade between the two countries. So it's like it's opening the door mm, for mm, some, mm, you know, normalization. Normalization between the two countries. Mm. However, the issue with that is if Saudi Arabia decide they want to f join these European countries, these superpowers, then it leaves the Middle East open to basically be ransacked. Mm. So bit crazy it's a bit of a sticky one you know what i mean Can, geographically it's a bit of a madness because you know what saudi arabia is the only f country holding this shit together right now i agree yeah so they need to just be be good be good <laughs> make good choices yeah now i don't know whether or not yeah these recent attacks is gonna make you know what I mean? basically there's just it's, there's more to the picture there's more to it there's just so much to it there's so much geopolitics that There's goes so much into geo the it's, it's a lot more sinister. There's so many reasons why, you know, certain parties don't want to accept the two-party state. But even what's being broadcasted it's on their TVs, and them. Is that it's not even us and them. You'll get someone literally laughing about the Nakba, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Talking about what went down, laughing about raping Palestinian women. They're it's subhuman, that's how yeah, they treat them. But they crazy. brainwash them from yeah. early, just with all this imagery about this is our land and we have to keep it safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, we have to keep the Palestinians away. Cause mm. they're, and another thing that I realized today, like which is so dangerous that certain officials in that country are doing is it's like the dehumanization aspect of it. Some guy comes out today basically saying they're, they're animals mm, mm, they're like mm. dirty animals or something mm, like that with the picture if that isn't grounds for like okay this justifies genocide i don't know what is there's so much they're trying to justify it's a genocide. war crime if in a battle in war the people that you're occupying you shut off their water and electricity but it's the way they're making them out to be subhuman sub like they're just terrorists like there was a picture of the one of the generals holding a, a peace sign so it was like a soldier in Palestine with an older woman in a wheelchair and she was doing a peace sign, he was doing a peace sign and the guy was like, look at him, he's an animal. And I'm thinking that IDF have done a lot worse, my friend, than doing up a fucking peace sign. Let's be real. But I'm just saying like, people are forced in every single apartheid, in every single genocide, in every single revolution, people were forced to show violence, to be like, listen, we can't take this anymore. And that's the only way apartheid's ever ended, with fucking violence. So the fact that the world is silent on this bullshit is crazy. They're all fucking hypocrites. Because where were you, where was the, where was the support for like Palestine when they were getting bombed like in Ramadan? Or like, do you know what I mean? It's like just- In their holy mosque, they're getting tear gas. Tear gas. How is, how are people from Palestine teaching black people from Ferguson how to deal with getting tear gassed? 
Do you remember when they were yeah. saying? Do you remember when they were doing the protests in, in Ferguson after somebody died? George Floyd. George Floyd died, and you had Palestinians basically saying, "Yeah, this is another day for us. Like, yeah, this like is what you need to do." Sad. That's listen. There is people that have grown up in Gaza. Like most, you know, the majority of people in Gaza are like under thirty-five. They're all bloody young. They're unemployed. They've got mad degrees. They can't get jobs. They can't get out. It's just mad. And a lot of them have gone through five wars. What twenty-year-old can say I've gone through five wars and still be here? They can. They literally wake up and think I can die today. It's crazy. Do you know a lot of people that are currently living in Gaza who were put into Gaza, that section, yeah? They used to live like just in the outskirts of Gaza. They had like little villages and stuff. Yeah, that, that's what was taken that, away what from That them. settlers came and just took them. Mm-hmm. And like the, sat- the first settler colony. Um, first settler colony. <laughs> the <laughs> first colony. settler village that they took in this recent, whatever happened two, three days ago, was one of the settlers that used to watch them on the hills with their cinema, with their bloody chairs, with their deck chairs and their gardens and watch them get bombed like it's a fucking movie. And they used to have popcorn and there's an actual picture. I've Isn't seen it, mad? I've seen it, I've seen it. Like how evil, like even when we went to Hebron, I know. it was so sad. Hebron is just the sad. Guys, there's like a cage town. on top of you. The place is split, like there was a direct split. Yeah, There it's was crazy. certain bits you can't even go. There's just military presence everywhere everyone looks flipping sad so sad like remember when we were going to jerusalem and we were on that coach and the idf that's the first time i saw the idf properly with their guns and they walked in and they were checking our passports i was so scared i was, so I was like what are they gonna do like they're so scary guys I swear and you know to what God. they do as well they like stand on the top of buildings if you look up you can just see them like just snipers like snipers yeah it was mad. That's not a way to live. That's no. not peace. And like all the checkpoints that we had to get through. So when people talk about two-state solution, what you mean two-state solution with IDF just surveilling everyone everywhere? You like, know what? How I is it even gonna work? It don't work. And you know, the, no, the two-state solution is Palestine would have their own state, sovereign state, and Israel would have their own sovereign state. Yeah, but how would that but be But Israel split? would not expect that. Yeah, yeah, how would it be split? It's not going to be split fairly. No, of course like, not. Like, obviously, the people that are doing the oppressing, they're going to just be greedy and take most of the land. Like, they have already. Yeah. And they'll say, like, oh, you can have these little small bits here and there. Mm. Like they, And then they'll try and take it again. Like, there's no two-state yeah, solution. They'll just yeah. take it. Exactly. There's just been, like, 72 years of example of just how Israel has like just been courage. snatching, oh, no. just been snatching land. Like, yeah, this is mine. But like, how courageous yep, are Palestinians? Like, they Allah held Allah out 75 years. That's my people then. Literally. That's my peoples. We're just gonna be- I just remember being on the coach to go from wherever we were going to Jerusalem. There was just bare barbed wire everywhere. Yeah. Just bare fences, bare barbed wire. It was just, it was actually proper scary. I'm not gonna lie to you. And the wall, the wall was like, it was tall. It was like, do you know what? The only place that, that I actually felt, the only place that I actually felt like mildly safe was Nebulous. Nebulous, yeah. And they were so nice. They were such nice people. Guys, they're so sweet. They kept inviting us to have dinner with them. And we so were just sweet. like, oh, so we're not used to this. This is labeled creepy Literally. in the Western world. But they were just nice. They were just bad people. Yeah. Like how how trippy we went to Palestine. We went to Palestine. So crazy. Right, guys. Story. Let's go. Right. Salam, Kali and Hava. I'm such a big fan of your podcast and videos. I look forward to each new episode as it feels like a catch up with girlfriends. Hey, girl. Oh, hey. I know some of your recent scenarios have been a bit dark and trifling husbands and people behaving badly. So I wanted to share with you a nice love story. Oh, you know who else has got love stories? Shout to Digital Sisterhood. It's love timber. It's love timber and I'm loving it. And I'm loving it. <laughs> What's that from? Justin. Okay. She goes, I'm from Australia and I've been a Muslim revert for about a year. Alhamdulillah. She goes, I grew up Christian and was very involved in the church as a child. Like many Aussies, I drifted away from God in my teen years and early 20s, living a lifestyle that was damaging to my mental health, physical and spiritual health, although I didn't know it at the time. She goes, 
<clears throat> at the beginning of 2022, I was in the darkest place I had been in my life. My then boyfriend of eight years randomly broke up with me on Christmas day of 2021. It was out of the blue and very unexpected and it shattered me into a million pieces. A few days later, while trying to figure out what to do next, I caught COVID and had to isolate with him in our apartment for two weeks. Oh my God, imagine being stuck with a person that broke up with you. It was hell. After this, I had to very quickly uproot my whole life. I moved out of our apartment because neither of us could afford it on our own. I ended up moving cities to be in a better position for work. I had to leave a lot of my belongings behind. So essentially, I was starting again at the age of 27. I live in one of the most expensive cities in Australia and I was struggling to get my life back in order living by myself after being with this person for eight years. I was struggling mentally and financially and I had very little family support as my whole family lives in a different city. I felt so broken, alone and for a good six months until I reached my breaking point for the first time since I was a child, I cried out to God. Aww. I don't even know if I believed anything was out there but I felt like I had nothing left to lose. I had a simple request and I just kept repeating over and over again please make it easier. I can't do this anymore. Just make it easier. I didn't really know. I didn't really know it at the time, but the moment of reaching out to God and crying out for his peace would change everything. Mm. Now, given I had just broken up with a long-time partner, I had no interest in dating or men. It was the furthest thing from my mind, but I was making effort to put myself out there to make new friends after moving to a new city. I attended a social event and spoke very briefly to a very handsome guy who immediately captured my attention. He was respectful, kind, funny, and very intelligent, and I enjoyed talking to him in this group setting. After one event, everyone was leaving and we were going in the same direction, so he offered to drop me home in the car. Oh. He spoke so the whole <laughs> He's sp- I don't know if I'd get in his car, you know. But you know, it's my paranoia. We spoke the whole ride home and I learned about him. I learned that he was an engineer originally from Syria. He came to Australia on a nef- refugee visa and built his whole life up here. I also found out that he's Muslim. After he pulled up to my house, he asked if I could meet him for coffee the following day. I said yes. At this point, I had no intention of dating, but I couldn't help. I felt drawn towards this man. He was a gentleman, he made me laugh and we had the best conversations. She goes, the next day I met him for coffee and a walk on the beach. You know, Australians are so lucky, man. Just a walk on the beach, a so walk on the beach. Honestly. Imagine she goes, that. a walk on the beach. That doesn't say propose right now. I don't know what People does. would see the... If I was Australia, I'd be in People love see the, the atmosphere time. and just feel in love straight away. Like neighbours, home and away yeah. settings, imagine. She goes, and a walk on the beach this day completely confirmed to me that he was something special. Even though I was so terrified of getting my heart broken again, something was telling me give him a chance and I couldn't get him out of my mind. He explained to me the boundaries and limits of Islam in regards to dating. So at that point, we could just meet for coffee or food outside of the house as we got to know each other. This was all so new to me, but I felt very respected and cared for the whole time. He is truly the best reflection of Islam in his actions and the way he treats people, his family and friends. And I felt like I found a diamond. Mm, A diamond of the ball. She goes, at one point during this period, we knew that we were falling in love with each other and we both decided to give ourselves some time apart to decide what we wanted to do and how we wanted to move forward. I knew that for him, the next step would be nikah, and I just wanted to have this man in my life. We spoke about marriage, and he explained that it was permissible for him to marry a Christian woman, and that the most important thing for him was that I believed in God. At that point, I remembered my cry out to God. I felt like I was being given a chance to make my life better, my relationship with God, and growing more and more as I felt his blessing starting into the entering my life mm. after a few months he proposed we did on a cash shortly afterwards just us two two friends and my parents on the phone with the sheikh we moved in together we started building our life together throughout this whole time he never placed any expectation on me to learn about islam and accept islam my belief in god was enough for him and everything else was personal however i began researching islam on my own because i felt 
that I was married to a Muslim man and I needed to understand his religion. I started reading the Quran, watching lectures, reading books by sheikhs and scholars. Everything started to fall in place. All my reservations around Christianity, my issues with the Trinity, Jesus and inconsistencies in the message all melted away as I learned more and more about Islam. After about six months of intense study, I knew that I had found the truth and the way of life that I was meant to live. I took my shahada at home with my husband with tears rolling down my face. Alhamdulillah, I now have been Muslim for almost a year and I can honestly say it's the best decision I have ever made. Allah has blessed me with purpose, security, understanding of the world that I didn't have before and a loving, kind and patient husband who adores me. Next week, we are having our official wedding with our family and friends and I feel so grateful to Allah for picking me up after that dark period and answering my call into the universe. She goes, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. And she goes, hey girls, here's a picture of us. I love seeing pictures, they're so cute. Oh my God, I love them. I love these. May Allah bless you They guys. look so beautiful. I know, right? And so happy. And so happy. I see happiness. I see noor. I see shine. Oh, my shine, shine, shine. Do you know what? That shine. is such a good story, isn't it? Isn't that just it's a lo- lovely pick love me up? Love is in the air. Love is in the air. And there are good men out there. So, so go find so them. So you know what? Well, guys, when we read stories about trifling men, take it with a pinch of salt. Because not the ma- I don't I don't think trifling is the majority because it takes a lot of effort to be trifling. I, I feel agree. like good men is the majority. I agree. You know what they say about good men? They're for good women. Amen, sister. Amen. And that is it, guys. Thank we you so much for. Listening. I don't know why I'm in the mood to sing. What's wrong with me? You got that James Dean day. Oh, just stop, Colton. You know, you and me's addiction to Taylor Swift is <laughs> sickening. Classic Guys, that's all we do in the car when we drive. Like. All we do is sing Taylor Swift to each other. But it just depends on the mood. Sometimes the mood is sad, sometimes the, the mood's, mood's happy. happy. But she's got a song for But she's everything. got a song for everything. Every mood. So it works. Anyway, that is the end of our show. We will love you and we will leave you. But please, ladies, we are asking you very nicely, download the episodes, share it with your friends and leave us lovely reviews on the Apple podcast because I love reading them. I love making reading them too. Just the happiness in that love story. The fact that she found Islam, the fact that she found the love of her life. Just, I'm so happy for her. I can imagine. Anyway, yeah. Don't forget to I've leave a review. I've already said five it. Five stars, Apple. You're away with the wind, aren't you, darling? You're away with five, the fairies. Five stars on the Spotify, a review on the Apple. And we love you guys. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.